Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News. I'm Ben and I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. Claire. Hey. And Pete. Hello. And this show is brought to you by Cutting of the Bull in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. Check that out. You're on the feed so you'll know. Even <laughs> so, have a listen. Right, so this is the show, where our little side show, where we talk about the weird shit we found on the internet this week. It might be controversial, it might be horrifying, it might be alien-related, something usually is. Might be a macabre spook. It might be, there might be a head on a stick somewhere. <laughs> might be a cock on a stick if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky? <laughs> How is that lucky for anybody in the situation that you really like cocks on sticks? <laughs> Do Some you like cocks on sticks? Some people might. <laughs> we cater for everybody. Not people who like human penises on sticks, Mike. No, we don't. We don't cater for them. I didn't say a human penis, you know. It could be a dildo, couldn't it? Yeah. Why would you pay a dildo on a spike like some kind of blab the dildo impaler? You a dildo someone over a distance. That's what it's for, isn't it? Well, we took it as some kind of spear dildo in the scenario, because the way you were describing it earlier makes it sound like you're some kind of Vlad the Impaler of dildos. Oh. you got a horde of sticks with the dicks impaled sideways on them. Maybe these two ladies that love each other on opposite sides of a fast-flowing creek. <laughs> right. I like the way you say that. Two ladies that love each other. Yeah. Not you two lezzers. Or... I want to express their You'd love. You'd be glad of a cock on a stick then, wouldn't you? You would. <laughs> Thank you, Claire. Well, yeah, but I just, just cross the river. You can't, it's fast flowing. There's going to be a bridge somewhere, Mike. It's miles down the road. I'll fucking walk the miles and come back up. Cock on a stick. Yeah, yeah cock on a stick. Mike, you're not going to get me. You're not gonna, if you can't win me over, you're going to win Dragon's Den over, mate. How did we get onto cocks on a stick? I don't know. He's exploring. <laughs> anyway. I think we need to get off that. <laughs> anyway, Prince Andrew. Why is a car? <laughs> He's something. People should be more forgiving towards Prince Andrew, says the Archbishop of Canterbury. Fucking hell. One head of nonce organisation defending another nonce. This is Jubilee news, people. A disgrace to the Royal Navy he is. Mate, he's a disgrace to everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, but to see him in that uniform, it makes me chill even more. It's like, ugh. I think that's an good. old photo now, isn't it? Yeah, he's I hope so. He's probably not allowed to wear it now, is he? He might be stripped of his rank, actually, I'm not sure. I think he has. He's stripped of pretty much everything. Good. Anyway, the Reverend Justin Welby, who's the Archbishop of Canterbury, said the Prince was making amends after his sex abuse scandal. He said that society has become very unforgiving towards the royal. That's a quote of the words, very unforgiving to a man who paid 12 million, well, got mommy to pay 12 million pounds of our money, or certainly our ancestors' money, or the Empire's money, to get him off the hook for apparently having underage sex with a while he didn't know her. Because that's what you do when you don't know someone, is pay someone, pay them £12 million to go this away. This is a man that's had all the privileges that we've never had. You know what I mean? He's got all this power and he abuses it and we should fucking forgive him. We should just forgive him. Forgive Fuck him. That. Do you think she spoke face-to-face to him about yes. the money? Or she sent Charles. Probably sent Charles, I'd imagine. Send him with the money. Here, yeah. Charles, take this briefcase, give it to Andrew, that dirty little bastard. <laughs> I think Charles sorted this out. She does less and less now, doesn't she? Yeah. And she delegates a lot to him, apparently, so I, I'd imagine that Charles was the intermediary between the two. 
He's not at the party, is he? At the Jubilee. He's not because no. he has COVID that's breaking and part of me just thinks that part of the crowd would boo him. Yeah, he can't have a pedo at a party. He can't have a pedo. No one wants a pedo at a party. No. No. Brings they, the mood down. It does, <laughs> yeah. Because you know that people would boo him. There's already been protests at it. People tried to lie down in front of the uh, trooping of the colour guards. And they wouldn't have stopped. Think anyone will add sort of stash of eggs in their bag just in case? I'd imagine bags would be searched on the way into the general area. What? I thought it was going through the streets in London. Today. I think I actually think she's only come out on the balcony. Yeah, she's not. She's not because of her mobility. Apparently, they're just sitting her up in the balcony. Probably just a corpse. Probably <laughs> <laughs> well, just like got her on the strings or something inside the balcony. Like, weekend like, wave your arm now. Pull the left one. There you go, waving. Yeah. There you go. Eyelids, eyelids. Weekend at Liz's. <laughs> <laughs> got Charles and William working. <laughs> just sunglasses on, so just. Glass of gin in her own. I need to say, Jim will paint it. You can't tell people how they are to respond to this, he says, and the issues of the past in the area of abuse are so intensely personal and private for so many people that it's not surprising there's some very deep feelings indeed. He's just discussing that the upcoming Platinum Jubilee would help the country forgive Andrew. How do you do that? We become a very unforgiving society. Yes, when there's a fucking underage noncery going on. Yes, we're very unforgiving because he should be in jail. Against it's people in power. That's the problem. I mean, it's a problem anyway. But especially the people in privilege and power that are abusing that, using that power to commit these crimes, or to not see the crimes that are being committed by others. No. Even Theresa May, when she was justice, like, yeah. Theresa May, when she was Home Secretary, did a report into paedophilia in Westminster and had it shredded, and basically said that, hey, paedophilia runs through Britain like Blackpool through a, through a stick of rock. Uh, it's it's well entrenched in the it's upper classes sh- and, and members of Parliament. It got shredded by accident. Well, I bet there's a document like there on the internet. Uh, I don't know, I've never seen anything. I've never heard it discussed. But, but right, can I just what, play a devil's advocate on this, in the sense that she was 17, so technically he's not a paedophile. He is in the US. Isn't a state, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time as well, isn't it mainly it, yeah, about if you're the it fact... Yeah, by our laws... Isn't it... Yeah, but isn't this all mainly on the whole thing of the, the, the fact that she was a trafficked girl by fucking Epstein? It doesn't matter, mate. He's a prince. I know, but... He's going to be the best among us. No, no, no. I'm not... I'm not this is the wrong thing to play devil's advocate on in all fairness. No, because he's, he's a fucking nothing. nonce. I'm not defending nothing. I'm, what I'm saying is... Are we looking at the wrong crime? Because the main it crime... It doesn't matter. He's no. still the right to say no. No, no. You don't understand what I'm saying. We're, we're concentrating on the fact that he was a nonce. What I'm saying we should be concentrating on is... That she the was trafficking. Trafficked. The child trafficking. That's what we should be concentrating should be on. on both. both yeah. No, I know. But, yeah, but he still has a chance to say, you know what, no, I'm not going to do that. And now I'm going to go and call the police because at the end of the day, I'm a fucking prince. All I'm saying is, I think the done? child trafficking thing is the bigger picture of it, because obviously yeah. that obviously comes in with the nonsense anyway. But once he'd already been done for child trafficking, hadn't he, in the state of Florida? I think Epstein, it was. Had, yeah. yeah. And still, 
was allowed to. He hung about with him, uh, mate. Yeah, you've been dumb for it in any way, it's shape, just or not form. Not the right way. To, not the right time to do devil's advocate on that one. He was hanging around with a very shady character who was a known no. What child I'm saying, Nick, what I was saying was, in the fact that everyone just concentrates on the fact that he's a nonce, when really we should be concentrating on the fact that this poor girl, she was trafficked. Yes, yes, That's what we should be concentrating on. Of course. And I was just saying that technically, in our laws, he wasn't a nonce, but we should be concentrating on the trafficking side of things. You no, know, it's, it's where it is. But it's just... When you hear... That trafficking organisation is now dead. But when you hear yeah, anything about he it, it's always about... killed himself. Supposedly. But it's always about the nonce side of it. You don't hear about the trafficking side. You which do. Is what we should be concentrating on more. There's a trial at the moment for that. Yeah, There's I know. No Maxwell. Yeah, but you don't hear so much about it, do you? It's not. It's of course not you don't, because who, who owns the media? The rich people who are probably involved in it. That's why you don't hear about it. Say, that's why it went on for years, because all the rich people fucking knew about it. They're in on it. Yeah, probably. What I'm saying is, I should be concentrating on this fucking trafficking problem. That's where the problem is. And he shouldn't have been involved in it. He must have fucking known. He's a dirty bastard. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew he, he was hanging around with. Strung up. End of. You knew who he was hanging around with. Yeah, like you said, he'd, he'd been charged previously. Um, but he's still hanging around. With he has COVID, so he can't attend because they know that he would be booed, and that's his game. It's his saving face, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but nobody's buying it. Of course, no one's buying it because everyone was waiting for him to be there, so they could probably shoot nonsense at him. I don't think anyone. You know what the British him. public's like. They're not said, gonna forgive you, Andy. That said, from day yeah. one, he wasn't gonna be yeah, there anyway. Let's move on to the other side, where the, the church. Yeah, well, let's face it, is probably the biggest fucking child traffickers yeah, and well, abusers on the planet. He's trying to defend him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, come on, mate. Now, fuck's sake, I read that on several internet forums. Joe, the independent, even the sun, the mirror, all the tabloids. And everyone was just like, oh, yeah, nonces defending nonces. Mm. Well, it's, it's like you're fucking... And it just shows how endemic it is throughout the upper crust of society, doesn't it? It's just like splitting people in prison. Like, oh, can't put a nonce in the middle of the fucking general population. He'll go on a little special wing with the other nonces, and the other nonces are like almost, they have their own little ring of protection, I'd guess. They can hang yeah, around with each other because they're not going to stab up yeah, each other, are they? Well, some of them might. It's almost it's like that, though, isn't it? It's like the church going, ah. Oh, Forgive him, he's only a nonce. Yeah, we all do church, it. The church have no leg to stand on. We no, all do it, don't worry about it. They have no leg, it. they have exactly my, that is, that sums it up better than I do. Yeah. They have no leg to stand on in this issue. No, right. 100%. All right, this one, one, then, this yeah. one is for you, Mike. Yeah, I know this, yeah. Pet cats kill up to 270 million animals a year Each. in UK alone. All together. You're busy. <laughs> Mini super predators. Yeah, well, cats it's like a mini also, lion. They're probably including spiders and things like that yeah. in within that, but still, yeah, they're yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, what? Fucking birds, mice, rats. They're little tigers, um, aren't they? Yeah, rabbits, rabbits sometimes, maybe. You're right, could a cat take a rabbit? They'd have to chase a rabbit, Chester. He's gone for it, though. Yeah. I wouldn't want to stand its chances against a rabbit because rabbits are feisty little bastards. They can be. They're if they're young enough, though, if they're only babies, they could have a baby oh, rabbit, yeah. can they? <laughs> but Comfortably. fully grown rabbits. Oh, no. Well, right. as you were best I could do that, there's so many memories of Watership Down. <laughs> awful film. Brilliant film. Very sad. Sorry, continue, please. Researchers, including those from the University of Reading, said the loss 
of tens of millions of animals each year through cat predation may, quote, go beyond animal welfare concerns and become conservation oh. concerns. Oh, no. Just as a bird flew into the window. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> just said this oh. day, a bird flew into the window. That was a budget. That's why cats have it. The cat will have it dust. now. <laughs> Do you think it bit the dust? Is it on the floor, like, rolling around? Have a look out the window and see if you can see it. It's not the on the ledge. It's not on the ledge. Oh. Live reporting. Didn't hit it hard, I don't think. No, I think it, it flew off. I think it bounced back off. I think it realised. Went, oh, brakes, brakes, brakes! Poof! <laughs> Sorry, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like Chester doesn't want you to do this article, isn't it? No, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. I'm lovable. I don't kill hundreds of animals per year. Of course I don't. Watch this bird flow into a window. <laughs> Classic distraction, God stoner. <laughs> I don't think he's got control of all the birds in the area, though, has he? I think he might have a word. He might have that remote control. They are all robots, apparently. Uh, Maybe he had a quiet word. He was like, I won't kill your babies if you fly in the window. <laughs> Maybe it was a robot pigeon. Maybe the CIA handler went for piss at that point. <laughs> oh, bollocks. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's it, really. The study published in the journal Landscape and Urban Planning assessed the movement and prey of 79 pet cats in inner suburban areas and in areas adjacent to natural habitats on the edge of the suburban area. It's basically kill fucking anything that they can kill. Yeah. Pretty much. Anything that comes along in their path and they think, oh, I'll take you, you little bitch. Cats are killing other animals that might be cuter than them. Maybe. They're killing other animals that might be a threat to them in, in the future. There's big rabbits. <laughs> Cats are slowly taking over and causing a natural extinction of the UK's wildlife. I say we ban cats. Uh, no. I don't think they... Cats have only got a certain amount of radius, haven't they? Yeah. They actually walk, so... There's that many cats, isn't there? That's a problem. Yeah. yeah, but they're not going to just keep walking outside of their radius to find prey, are they? Once there's no prey. Yeah, but birds are still coming in. Birds go everywhere, don't they? Yeah, well, they're running the gauntlet, aren't they? <laughs> Mice, rats. I mean, it's we're, never, nature. we're never more than how many feet away from a rat or a Tory. Same thing. Have we introduced more cats than there should be then or something? Well, I don't think cats are native to this country, are they? They're native I think to the Romans brought the cats over, actually. Yeah. I think the Romans brought cats over. I think like Egyptian and that cats. The, the Egyptians worship cats, yeah. yeah. So they love cats. Domesticated cats might have started from those kind of times. Oh, Egyptians, yeah. I'd, say, I'd go with the ancient Egyptians were the first to domesticate the cat. Or, mm. No, you can never domesticate a cat, can you? Semi domesticated yeah. cat. Their thing was any creature that kind of graceful and beautiful must have something going for it on a divine level. Mm. Hence, they kind of turned them into demigods as such. Oh, the gods had cats, gods had cat heads, I mean, mm. it's pretty sweet. Why we still don't do that shit, I don't know. Cats would have spread earth anyway. People like fluffy things. It's true. And they can be affectionate. Yeah. And yeah. They, they were probably brought because, you know, we would like them to catch rats. Of course. Mice. And of course. Mice, not rats. Yeah. Cats don't go for rats, not adult rats. No, but just, some, of, some of them as big as a cat. They go straight for the cat's throat as well. Yeah, they're too big. The vicious little yeah. bastard rats could be. Do we need a terrier to take on a rat? Yeah. Yeah. Dogs. Jack Russells. Jack Russells, Most absolutely. famous ratters mm. of all time. And Dashhounds. Yeah, they were oh. bred for it. Sausage dogs. Bred for rat killing, yeah. 
They shake him to death, don't they? Any yeah, that's the, just it's not the bite and the kills and it's they shaking. Rag him about. It's mm. probably funny. Yeah, we had a Lakeland Terrier oh. years ago that was a fucking. She was a working dog and she would kill any rodent that came in the garden. Mm. See, I've only seen it performed on teddies. <laughs> but I could imagine a teddy being a real animal. You think, Jesus, I feel sorry for anything it got hold of. Oh, she'd go for everything. Rabbits. She's lucky she could have them all. Right then, moving on. Moving on. The Milky Way has four malicious alien civilizations that could attack Earth, a research claims. Yes, so we need more space weapons. <laughs> Well, Alberto Cavarello, a PhD student from the U University of Vigo in Spain, wrote a study in the International Journal of Astrobiology earlier this month. His paper titled Estimating the Prevalence of Malicious Extraterrestrial Civilizations. That's a mouthful, isn't it? It is. You can think of something else in this room as a mouthful. <laughs> So Cabarello researched the frequency of human invasions on other nations in the last 50 years and then took the data and applied it to the number of known exoplanets in the Milky Way, which is estimated to be around 15,785 to date. The conclusion, there could be four malicious alien civilizations in our galaxy and the scientists should be cautious trying to contact extraterrestrials because it could provoke an invasion. That's what Hawkins said, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, we, it shouldn't was. Be, we shouldn't be sending our information out there and pinpointing our exact location. We don't know what the fuck's out there. That's it, yeah. It's, it's a completely valid point. Yeah. I mean... We even sent them, I'm sure we sent them bits of DNA of us, I'm sure they sent vials of blood in one of the chat in the voyages. Something like that. So I don't know, there's like gold disc, I know that. Wasn't yeah, there's there, a gold disc with Chuck Berry on it. Yeah. It's, it's probable, isn't it? You know, based on. Yeah, let's not give away our location. Mm -hmm. we don't, and let's face it, every single time a human has met another human, like we crossed the ocean, this is the Spanish conquistadors. Mm. They crossed the ocean. Met a bunch of people, decided they were superior because they had better technology and shot them all. Yeah. And then killed them through disease, which is exactly what happened if aliens tried to invade Earth. They'd bring diseases with them, we'd give them diseases. We'd probably all die in some kind of biological fucking warfare. Yeah, he says if an alien civilization come across us, they may not have the empathy. Yeah. Or have more psycho, psychopathological behaviours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is a valid point. Kill us all! Yeah, but you don't know who's out there, do you? No. And that goes back to our earliest days when the guy from the village on the other side of the hill looked a bit weird, so you stabbed him with your stick. Mm. But it's a good job that there's so much distance in, isn't there? It's a, it's a really good job. Uh -huh. But still, we probably shouldn't it's like be... like finding a needle in a haystack trying to look for us, isn't it? Yeah, but you, you give them our exact location. Oh, yeah, we have now. <laughs> Unless they've got warp speed. That's true. <clears throat> but even then, the distance is... Do you know what I mean? They might launch an invasion as part of an intergenerational yeah, they know we're here. They know we're here, they found Voyager. That's not even outside of our galaxy, mate. Yeah, well, you'll get there one day. It's alright. Yeah, 40,000 years, yeah, get, the we, nearest star. We ought to be dead in 40,000 years. It crashed into that dome anyway. That dome that's... Oh, of course it did, the firmament. Oh, yeah. it crashed into the firmament, Mike. There we go. Even so we radio signals, they go at the speed of light. Don't matter. It only all hits the firmament. We've only been broadcasting them for 150 years. Yeah. So that means some alien out there could be listening to the sinking of the Titanic in Morse code. Yeah. Well. If they're 90 odd light years away, yeah, within that. 
How far is our podcast gone? <laughs> Five light years. That's not bad. Nearly. That's not bad. That means someone would have had to put it on the airwaves, no? Hello, Mr. Alien! We are friendly, I promise. Yeah, someone listening to it yeah. at home, just broadcasting case. it into the... That's going out into space. Yeah. I guess. I've no idea. If it goes into space, because it's going to be... Yeah, someone would have to broadcast it. With, the signals are still going to go up to satellites and get relayed. Everything's always... Yeah, maybe. Either way, hopefully some alien listens to us one day and we get, like, Thragnor from the planet Thweeb on the top five listeners. <laughs> Somebody that's invented time travel, if you have, come back to the 3rd of June. No, 2nd of June. What date are we on? 2nd, isn't it? 2nd of June. Thought you'd have to actually be on the radio. Six o'clock. Mm, I'm not sure. Six o'clock our time, second of June. Come and visit us. But we are on, like. Just in case. Yeah. 15 minutes time. Tune in radio and things, I don't know. But anyway, should we move on? Yeah. I guess we could be listened to, because we are on Tune in radio, then I guess we could be listened to via radio wave transmitted to your phone. Nah, that doesn't work. Wi Fi's radio, isn't Wi-Fi's it? Wi Fi's radio, yeah. technically. Either way. Mm. Don't go sending on location to fucking aliens. Let's keep that hush. They're going to come here at six o'clock. If any of them have invented time travel, I've just given them that. Right, well, that's, that's 14 minutes away. Yeah, they mind. get them all the time. You never know. Oh, it's, it's mine. Yep. Right, let's move on. Nearly three billion years ago, oceanic mats of cyanarobacteria called blue green algae transformed Earth's atmosphere by converting carbon dioxide into the oxygen we complex animals breathe and in their time on the planet they survived five mass extinctions with naught but light and water and now in a small tank on a windowsill in England this billion year old bit of biotechnology is lending his expertise to a relative rookie. Do you want to read the headline because you missed it? This algae powered a computer for a year with just water and sunlight. Cool. The tank, constructed by Cambridge scientists, is about the size of an AA battery and has four plastic windows set into a simple aluminium frame. Inside, a colony of algae take in sunlight and convert it to food by way of photosynthesis. In the process, they produce a small electrical current, which makes its way to electrodes in the aluminium frame. To these, the researchers attached a low-power computer chip program to run in cycles. 45 minutes on and 15 in standby, and left this curious apparatus to its own devices for six months. And to their surprise, it chugged along continuously and without complaint. <laughs> we were impressed by how consistently the system worked over a long period of time, and we thought it might stop after a few weeks, but it just kept on going, said Paolo Bombelli, a Cambridge biochemist and first author of a paper on the work. In addition to being a simple power source built from red yield available parts and materials, the system runs day and night in contrast to solar power. The algae, the team thinks, produces food during the day, overproduces food during the day, so it continues to happily munch away and produces electricity through the night. Although the paper addresses their findings from just that first six month period, their algae power computer has now been running continuously for a year and counting. It's a pretty nifty trick, but some scaling is probably in order. The system produces a tiny amount of current. The chip and ARM Cortex MO Plus, yeah, 
commonly used in Internet of Things applications, sips just 0.3 microwatts an hour to perform very basic calculations. So Internet of Things applications, we've covered that in an episode. Yeah. That's where literally the internet runs everything. Yeah. Pretty much where we're getting to now, but to the point where delivery vehicles will be AI powered. They've been uh, testing that. In, they have in been, yeah. Somewhere in the UK, haven't they? It's all coming. Yeah. It's all coming. And it's like, instead of being digital, everything will be physical. So you'll have like 3D printers and things in homes and yeah. that's part of the internet of things. I need a new sofa. I'll 3D print one of them yeah. for the next couple of days. Hmm. That's what it'll be. What do you think? Cool. Eventually, if the way things keep going, then yeah. Yeah. Everything is becoming automated. The minute we still need human drivers... Soon you won't. All you have to do is an AI car or pull up around your house, ring you, say your order's there, you'll go up and it'll just give you the bag because it, it'll all and be in order. It wouldn't even be that. Yeah. You just download the program off the internet. Like you say, I need a new safe, I need a new remote, I need whatever. And what are it? Takeaways? Food oh, takeaways? Sorry. You know. I miss that bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> food takeaways, so you order from a Mac, is an AI car turns up. The orders are placed drone, in the car right? in order. It gives you your first bag. You can't get into the, like a vending machine. Yeah. The window goes up. You take your order. It goes back down again. The next one shuffles along on a conveyor belt, and it goes to the next place. It'll all be like that. It won't be needed soon. You get a little message saying your order is outside. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you have ten minutes. That's not much of a progress, is it? But there's massive progress from three D printing your own things. Just think of the. You know, every bit of furniture that we have, someone has to cut down a tree and you have to carve that into, you know what I mean? A basic frame. Yeah. I can't see a 3D printed sofa catching on. Why? Why? Because it just doesn't sound very comfortable. You just get the raw materials, you put it into the, the printer, I don't know. It's, it would be like a plastic thing in that case, but you'd probably have to buy the exterior with the frame. Yeah. You could probably 3D print. You'd have to buy the leather or the fabric or whatever, mm. and the padding. So you have to be an upholsterer as well. It'd be like so a, no problem. It'd probably be something like an IKEA pack to, to just you do the frame and they provide it fits to that that particular standard. Mm. Everything would be standardised is the idea. Yeah. Of 3D print. Download yeah, a, yeah. You press a button and it would download that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's a component. Your lawnmower goes. Your, your automated lawnmower. You just download the component. Replace it. Same with anything. How are they going to make money on that? Well, they're not. They sew the patterns. It'll be a different. Hopefully, it'll be a different. But um, in the, in the Internet model. of Things, it would be like it's a bit more. Think Star Trek luxury space communism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have the Internet of Things. Yeah. You know, they've got replicators, haven't they? Which are yeah, like super three D computer. Yeah, computers. super duper ones. But they've got to all be powered by this algae. Yeah. If we can grow enough of it. Well, Feels yeah. Spook. Does the average laptop uses about 100 watts an hour and this produces you need 0.3 millions of microwatts. But it's a start. It's something it's a start. that's interesting, isn't it? We could genetically alter them to suck in more, couldn't mm. we? So, yeah. Algae-powered computers going to a country near you. Maybe. Soon, maybe. <laughs> or a planet. Okay, moving on. Couple sue their son for £500,000 because they haven't had a grandchild. What? Well, I'm fucking glad my parents have heard about that. this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Sanjeev and his wife Sadana Prasad are taking their son to court 
demanding compensation of £530,000 if he doesn't have a child in the next year. They even told ANA News Agency they didn't care about gender, just wanted a grandchild. My son has been married for six years, but they are still not planning a baby. At least if we have a grandchild to spend time with, our pain will become bearable. What a pain! <laughs> Do they need a child or something? Can they just adopt? He said he's having financial struggles, which led him to suing his own son. Yeah. Fuck you now. So is he doing it for the financial troubles or...? The embittered dad claimed he spent all of his money on his son's education in the US and is undergoing a financial crisis. A compensation demand included a cost of a wedding reception in a five-star hotel, a luxury car and paying for the couple's honeymoon abroad. So he's like, I want all that back if I'm not having a grandson. Ah, uh, it's that entire thing, like, go to America, yeah. train as this, I'll buy you a car, I'll buy you a house, I'll give you a look, get married, I'll pay for all of that. No child in six years, uh, I want my money back. That's basically what he's saying, I want to get don't blame him. <laughs> That's fucking... He says he spent over a quarter of a million raising his son over the years, more than he could afford. <laughs> a bit so, it? Shouldn't have had kids. Fucking okay, no. hell. To be fair, the guy's a pilot. I mean, he's away a lot. Maybe it's okay, you know, the war flights he works, more comfortable he's in the future. He can, Maybe they don't want kids. Maybe they don't want kids, who cares? Yeah. Uh, I, I educated you all my money back in grandchild or financial compensation. They're suing for emotional loss. Mm. Emotional loss of something that was never there in the first place. Dickheads. That's fantastic. Dickheads. Well, it's not fantastic, it's just... See, in my glorious utopia, people like this will be given attention. <laughs> they be told to fuck off. The second they bring it to the... You give them lobotomies, the you? Hey? <laughs> you give them all lobotomies. No! No, no, the right, no, The right to free oxygen would be removed. You're acting mental. I'm taking part of your brain. <laughs> not at all. I would just simply say, I'm my official... It struck my official saying this, and I'm like... Don't even fucking accept that. That's ridiculous. Don't waste people's time. Well, this, is, this is literally a waste of a court's time that could be dealing with another more serious crime. They're going to throw it out, surely. It's still going to go there to get thrown out. It's still wasting like 10, yeah. 15 minutes, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's every time you've got someone, all the people there is, is precious. Time is precious, especially in an overcluded legal system as it is. Yeah. And these are wasting 15 minutes going to get their court thrown out because their son hasn't knocked out a kid. And it's difficult because he's got to prove that it wasn't a gift and it was a loan. With your family, you got to prove that it wasn't a gift. Yeah, but he's also saying, like, oh, I spent more than I could afford raising my son yeah. and getting him this to less of education where he was a pilot. Um, but he hasn't knocked out a kid yet, so I'm, I'm pissed off. That's what he's saying. I either want a grandchild or my money back. Yeah, yeah. But he never said to him, I want a grandchild. Did he say he's going to want a grandchild? That's he's got to prove that, hasn't that's he? That's what the courts were losing all day. But it's still bull. It's still a really shitty attitude, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's fucking it's awful. It's terrible. What if he can't produce a child? Or yeah. what if she can't? Apparently, yeah, apparently they're day. able to. It's in, further down in the article. They can have kids if they want to. They just choose not to. They just to. haven't chosen to yet. Fair probably because he's flying around the globe for most of the week, I'd imagine. Probably because they're enjoying life. Mm. And that's it. You know, they're just having some fun. He's the boat. Who cares? They have kids when they want to, but for him to not put this time constraint on them, it's a dick move. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> okay, and to finish, Pete. Dogs know when people are lying. This is why I never <laughs> lie to my dog. <laughs> okay, so dogs give you a funny look, basically, if they know you're talking shit. 
okay, yeah. Mm. They can sense human deception. Mm. So a study of 260 f dogs found that in some cases, dogs can tell when people are lying. The experiment involved giving dogs information about the location of food. The majority of dogs did not follow false suggestions when they knew humans were lying. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, as I say, I don't lie to my dog. There's no treats. There's no treats. <laughs> Is a human's best friend catching on to our shenanigans? Yeah, so the scientists carried out a study with hundreds of dogs. The team's newspaper published in Proceedings Royal Society B outlined experiments to test whether dogs like humans have some inner sense of how to assess truthfulness. Mm. So as the researchers wrote on their paper, among non-primates, dogs constitute a particularly interesting case as their social environment have been shared with humans for at least 14,000 years. For this reason, dogs have been considered as a model species for the comparative investigation of social cognitive abilities. The investigation focused specifically on understanding if the dogs were sensitive to some mental or physiological states of humans. Makes sense, your dog knows and you've hurt yourself, doesn't it? It's yeah. My dog comes and curls up to me and sort of licks you if you're looking a bit sad or cold. Aww. <laughs> you don't deserve dogs, really. They're too nice. Yeah. So the human told them which one, the two bowls, had a treat hidden inside by touching it and saying, look, this is very good. If the dog took the person's advice, they would get a treat. Once they established the trust of the dogs, the researchers then complicated the experience by letting dogs watch another human that they did not know transfer the treat from the bowl to another. In some cases, the original communicator would also be present to watch, but not always. The findings revealed that half the dogs did not follow the advice of the communicator if the person was not present when the food was switched to a different bowl. The dogs had a sense that this human could not have known the true location mm. of the treat. Furthermore, two-thirds of the dogs ignored the human suggestion if she did see the food switch but pointed to the wrong bowl. Uh -huh. The dogs figured out the human was lying to them. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Mind you, like 14,000 years, they know what's inside out. They know what they have to do. They're not called man's best friend for no yeah. reason. Isn't it really? Yeah, of course they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Hmm. They all play dumb, but now nah, they know exactly what they are. They, they know that they like, and they act the right way to get it. Yeah. Oh, they're so manipulative, dogs are. Oh yeah, they're in a good yeah. way, because they are fucking awesome. Yeah. Because they just do daft things, they, just, that's, they play the clone. Hmm. And they got a little Frenchie. Oh. You and Claire smiling. No, no, I'm trying to smile at that picture of that Frenchie. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so that's the end of the show. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. You can listen to us at SoundCloud, at Cundle Bull and the PTA, and on most other podcasting platforms on that name. YouTube's Apocalypse Ball, and follow us on Facebook at Cundle Bull and the Post Truth Apocalypse. And I want to say, uh, oh man, I can't remember my first news article, but you know, just. Stay tasty. Stay tasty. Absolutely. Stay tasty. Is that what they say? The 
The Association of Cannibals, is it? Stay tasty, like you know, look good, feel good, stay tasty, feel, feel tasty, mate. Finger looking good. Yeah. I mean, my tasty for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Stay tasty. <laughs> I had a finger gun and a double cut to it. You're Joe Winner. Let's bring it in. Hashtag stay tasty. And I've been Claire to lose the pet cat. Ooh. Stay tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Triple click. <laughs> and I've been Pete. Don't try and pull the wool over your dog's eyes because they'll know you're lying. Stay tasty. <laughs> <laughs>